What's up, everybody? It's your boy Carson from the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. We've got John, Daniel, and Thatcher. Charlie's taking the week off. Been a busy week for him, but how's everybody doing? Good. Oh, we got our draft done. Feeling good. Draft, feeling, draft. feeling kind of sketched. We'll see how see how the league goes. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk about that for sure. We got a couple other things we're going to talk about before that. But Daniel John or Daniel Thatcher, how you doing? Oh, dude, I'm pumped. Fantasy football has me has me ready. I'm, I'm ready to get the season started. Could not be more excited right now. Yeah, man. Obviously, y'all know I love fantasy football, so I'm ready to get into it. Thatch, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. After me and John's trade, I'm feeling pretty comfortable this year. So, okay. Also, I bumped my head today for the first. You rest. bumped your head. Oh yeah, because you don't have any hair anymore. I mean, you never did to uh, begin with. But I'll tell you what. Hair, <laughs> hair is a luxury nowadays, boys. It's it also gives you so much cushion that you wouldn't even believe. So. Wait, so this this head bump was this like a recent thing or like 23 years ago? It was today. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. I like oh, that that's one. incredible. Hey, fun fact that y'all may not know about me: when I was a little, a, a wee little lad, my dad would like throw me up into the air like any good dad does. He threw me into a ceiling fan, and I stopped it cold. So nice. Oh yeah. my! My uncle did that to my uh, my cousin once too. Apparently, it happens around every family. Is your cousin oh, a scout of one baby? Uh, no, my cousin's not a physical therapist. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> All she right. probably didn't stop the fan like you did. He's working through yeah, the I'm pretty, pretty strong. All right, well, let's, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, literally just got breaking news like five minutes ago. Leonard Fournette signing with the Bucks. How do we feel about this? Uh, is it is it going through or is it just rumor? I, I thought I saw official. a rumor, I'm, but I, I saw a, a little thing come down on my Twitter saying that it was confirmed. Yeah. I, was I don't think they've Leonard officially Fournette signed himself. contracts, but I think there was like some kind of agreement that said he's going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Fournette posted a picture of a Bucks some kind of hype thing for the Bucks on his Twitter. So that means it's got to be official. Yeah, to Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is I, tier I one publication. I can't have this going through. Dude, Dude yeah, on Fantasy legitimately says he's like linked to Tampa Bay now. So that's got to yeah, be, yeah. yeah. John, how do you feel? I know you have Ronald I, Jones and Dynasty. I cannot have this going through. I was getting big on Ronald Jones. Everything I'm reading, just good things coming out. Good things, good things, good things. Working on his catching, putting on weight so he can block recovering from everything bad that went bad last year coach is really up on him everyone's loving him on camp and then this comes out so I just I feel kind of stabbed in the back if I'm being honest um I know it's not me personally I'm not his agent or anything but um I feel why didn't you make a call feel a knife just (laughs) right into my back um for all the owners of Rojo and fantasy it's just that that was Mm -hmm. not a good thing to see of all the places, I did not expect Fournette to go there. I saw yeah, it kind of rumored. pretty crowded. I saw some stuff with Freeman maybe going there, but I didn't think he was going to take the touches from Rojo. Like, it was just going to be kind of a backup. But I did not see Fournette going there to take over the starting spot. Yeah, it just kind of seems like they're loaded with uh, not very good running backs there. They're just really crowded. Yeah. It's just going to be a huge committee back again. He can never commit to a running back. So, it's just going to be committee again. And that hurts yeah. me. I think this is just a lock for guys like uh, for guys like uh, Peyton Barber to get to get cut. So, uh, oh, he's already cut. He's he's with somebody. No, he's else, gone now. He's a uh, Washington yeah. now. That's right. Which yeah. actually, maybe he'll get touches. Yeah, he'll probably get cut there too. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had crappy. He's kind of falling off. I think. I think they're just trying to find the best pick possible for for Tom. I think. 
Tom is, is A, not seeing what he's wanting, or B, they're just giving him as many options as possible just yeah. to find what clicks with him because they're wow. going for the yeah. win now. That's why yeah. they made the move for him and Gronk. So I think they're just saying either he didn't like what he saw or they're just like, we'll just get you as many running backs for you to look at as possible before season starts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a good take. I haven't really thought about that one yet. But uh, Leonard Fournette's, I mean, he's not a bad running back, but I don't think he's elite. Um, I mean, he was drafted fourth overall above guys like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah. um, all right, well, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about um, just kind of an overview of the divisions of the NFL. We're just going to talk about, you know, uh, we're going to rank in difficulty which ones are going to be the most competitive. And we're going to talk about which one is it going to be our favorite to watch and then maybe some honorable mentions. So does anybody want to start with what division they think is going to be the absolute most difficult? Uh, I got two. Um, okay. So the one, it, it affects a fair amount of us, um, not me personally, but the NFC North yes. and then the AFC North. I feel like AFC North just took a huge step forward the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. Bengals, obviously. And then the Browns, uh, I mean, they're trying. Um, Steelers and the Ravens. <laughs> I love that. I mean, th- that's, they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. They have the pieces to be competitive, but they just can never do it. Bengals took a massive step forward where it's left to be seen. Um, Steelers, Ravens, obviously. I mean, that's yeah. a slight bias also, but that's also an extremely tough division, mm-hmm. especially now with all the Heinzman winners that are now sitting on three of the teams. Um, and then NFC North is the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. Um, Lions never really can pull themselves together, but yeah. uh, it's Bears, <laughs> Vikings, Packs. So I think far and away, those two are the divisions on either side are the most competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, I mean, even the Lions, which are obviously the bottom of the NFC North most years, they put together some pretty good games last year. They just didn't actually finish them, which we talked about early on a different episode. Looking at the NFC North, too, like overall, I think a lot of teams made a couple moves. I think it's going to even things out a little bit there. It's going to be tough, I think, to see a front runner in that division. So that was definitely my pick for, for NFC North. And it's, I think, you know, one of the most fun ones to watch, obviously, because of the the, the personal connections that we have to that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to be biased with that division because it's kind of the Bears division. But did you, what, what do you all think about the NFC South? I thought that would be pretty competitive. Yeah, I'm looking at the NFC South and the NFC West, and I West. think that those two personally are the most far and away competitive um, divisions. Uh, I don't really think the other ones are as competitive considering that there's really only like maybe two uh, teams in each of those divisions that are serious contenders for that mm-hmm. um, playoff spot. And I think that in the NFC West and the NFC South, I think that every single one of these teams is going to be playoff caliber. I think that they're all going to be good teams. And we'll start with the NFC South. We have the Saints. Um, Drew Brees returning, signing Emmanuel Sanders, so they're only getting deeper. Uh, the Falcons, adding Todd Gurley, who there's no way he can be worse than Devonta Freeman was. Uh, Tampa Bay is adding the GOAT, Tom Brady, um, and, and Gronk. I don't think Gronk is going to be that big of a factor. Brady is a bigger name uh, and a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. And then the Panthers getting Teddy Bridgewater, uh, signing Robbie Anderson, add some depth at wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the league at the moment. Um, you know, he's always a big name. And the NFC West, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. Obviously, the Cardinals are one of my favorite teams to watch this year because of adding – DeAndre Hopkins, I still – I don't think that's sunk into me yet, but the fact that the Texans <laughs> let go of DeAndre Hopkins, um, one of the reasons why I despise the Texans organization 
you're gonna see him on tv and you're literally gonna just like melt yeah i'm gonna i'm basically i I don't know if i told you all this yet but i'm gonna take my texans deandre hopkins jersey and i'm just gonna tape Card- the Cardinals insignia over the Texans <laughs> just, to <be> a <laughs> just to protest because I promised myself I wasn't going to wear like any Texans memorabilia like I'm not going to mm-hmm. root for them nothing that's like, a I lie want them to go you are you're still going to wear it no, you I can't promise. help yourself I promise to God I want them to go 0-16 John can I have See, I'll, me on that? <laughs> I, think, I think NFC West all four teams are going to compete I don't think the Panthers can compete yeah I think the so, Panthers are kind of the I odd ones NFC out I think NFC South you got three or four that's kind of the same thing with the NFC North and the AFC north um but i mean definitely the west has four competing teams yeah basically what we've decided is nfc is the conference and afc is like you know we've got the chiefs over there and yeah yeah you got a couple runaway teams (laughs) my thought process for the panthers is that the reason i say that it's a competitive division is because um yes the saints the falcons and the bucks might all be like a league better than the panthers but that doesn't change the fact that the Panthers are still a good enough team to compete in the playoffs. I think that they oh, no, have the possibility oh, to win. They could a snag game. a wild card. Yeah. The, pro- I think the problem is that I think that they're they're the fourth best team in their in their division, and so there's no chance that they snag a wild card if they're the thir- even the third best team in their conference. I think that conference is exciting to watch because they're all high scoring teams. Right. Right. Every single Indeed. every single game with those teams is going to be high scoring, and it's going to yeah, be incredible be to watch. Up points. I do want I to say, though, to watch, but... um, I want to give a little bit of a shout-out, an honorable mention, for the AFC East being one of the more competitive ones. Now, I know this is the Patriots, the Bills, <laughs> okay. the Jets, and the Dolphins. Okay. Now, let me, now, let me try and convince you, okay? <laughs> the Patriots, a lot of people were kind of counting the Patriots out until they added Cam Newton. Cam Newton looks healthy. They say he's running away with the starting job. Bill Belichick has even said he's the hardest-working guy he's ever seen. So uh, these are all big pluses for the Patriots. That's for the Um, media. Even Cam Newton, uh, if you look at his stats fantasy-wise, any time that he's played full 16 games, he's been a top-five fantasy option. And usually that means that he's pretty good in real life, too. If you're you're a top-five option in fantasy, that usually means that you're pretty good in real life. And so um, if he plays a full season, I think that the Patriots could win double-digit games again. I think that they could be – uh, competition now. I know that they lost a ton of guys I was to opt out. I, I say they good. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. True. I and think. I think Bills take. I think the Bills take their conference or their uh, their division. Pats will come in second. Jets and Dolphins are just kind of sad to look at. Yeah. I could see the Pats going nine and seven though. Here's the thing though: the Bills got better, and that's why Bills I'm saying that this better. is a that's pretty why competitive division. And they yeah, also and- have the Jets and the Dolphins though. I That's think that easy the Bills, wins for them. That's here, just feeding the them wins. Here's the thing. I don't think that the Dolphins are going to be as easy as a, a win as y'all think. I think that – excuse me. I think that the Jets will finish last. But that's only because of their coaching. I think Adam Gase is far and away the worst coach in the league. Oh, he's a horrible and, coach. And he should have been fired after last year. 100%. But the reason he's still there is because he helped get that GM, the current GM, his job. And so Adam Gase needs to go, and then their team can really take the step forward that they need to. They have the talent to do it. Um, I don't know why they let go of Jamal Adams, and I think it's because of I think it's because of Adam Gase. But yeah, well. they're a team that is capable of of really competing for maybe the number two spot in that division. I mean, maybe even the first. I mean, we haven't even, maybe we haven't even seen the full potential of Sam Darnold because he's been held back by terrible coaches his entire career. I think Jets are not taking step forwards where the Dolphins are. I mean, and that's fair. And the and and like I said, Adam Gase. Dolphins are trying. Back. 
I think the Dolphins, so they let go of Fitzpatrick, obviously traded him to us, which was incredible for us. Yeah, Minka uh, Fitzpatrick, Steelers. to clarify. But, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, not Fitzmagic. No. Never. But I think, so they picked <laughs> up Tua, so there's faith, there's faith in their future. Their wide receivers are developing. I think, I think they're taking steps. They looked at their D-line and O-line in the draft. They've been looking at them in the offseason. I think they're taking steps forward where the Jets just are sitting idle. Mm-hmm. I think Dolphins, Dolphins are actively trying. They're still an easy, easy win because their defense is still, it's still a step behind their offense, but I think they're actively trying to get better. So I see the Jets finishing last. Dolphins are second. Let Pats me, are, or Dolphins are third. Pats are second. Bills are one. Yeah. Let me give you a stat line for okay. a wide receiver, and I want you to tell me who this wide receiver is. Okay? 128 targets. 72 receptions for 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. Finished as the wide receiver 11 in PPR formats. The wide receiver six as standard formats. Who is this wide receiver? It's going to be Devontae Parker. You're the answer Devontae is Parker Devontae fan. Parker fan. And, I, and I'm You're not saying that I'm – all about Devontae Parker. I am not a huge Devontae Parker fan because you he kind him. of crapped the bed for his first you, four years in his you career. You love Devontae Parker. <laughs> but here's the deal. They are a team that as soon as Adam Gase left, hint, hint, they took off. As soon as Kenyon Drake left, he became one of the best running backs in the NFL last year with the Cardinals. Adam Gase is terrible. That's why the Jets are terrible. Okay, I'm not arguing for the Jets anymore. Now I'm arguing for the Dolphins. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, he's not going to get any better. He's not going to get any worse. He's one of those guys that in one week can throw five touchdowns for 500 yards, and then in another week can throw 200 yards and three picks and no touchdowns. That's just who he is. Tua Two is probably not going to play until uh, they're out do of playoff see, Do you see Josh Rosen taking a step forward? No. Josh Rosen you, is around. Do you see him so playing? Is he, is he playing at all? He'll never play. He'll never, never play again. He'll never, never again. start for the Dolphins again unless Tua and Fitzmagic are hurt. Apparently he's having a and good camp. And then they'll camp, still pick somebody else. I don't care I mean, if he's having a good camp. He's terrible. He's terrible. Carson, the one that I have questions about is your AFC South. Where do you see the Texans finishing? Um, okay, so this is a tough one for me because seriously, I hate the Texans. Like, but even seriously, though you hate the Texans, seriously, where do you see them finish? Deshaun Watson is a next-level talent who is capable of, of – I don't know if you all watched the Michael Jordan documentary, but there are other players that when they played Michael Jordan said that Michael Jordan had this switch where he could turn it on and just say, I am not going to allow my team, the Bulls, to lose this game. And that's what I see Deshaun Watson as. I think that he is surrounded by – a complete and utter lack of talent. I mean, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, yeah, they're great players, but here's the if deal. If they stay on the field. They can't stay on the field. Kiki mm-hmm. QT, kind of a bust. I mean, they're talking you about him having a Randall good team. You guys got Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is okay, but he is he's like not good enough. He's 40 years old. He's not good enough. Okay, our defense got worse, didn't get better, and it was already pretty terrible. We're going to be one of the worst defensive teams Once in the NFL. that JJ gets hurt again? I don't want to talk about that, man. He is <laughs> city. Like, I, as much as I want he the tears Texans, his other pick. As much as I want the Texans to completely fail and fall on their faces this year to fire Bill O'Brien, um, you're gonna finish. Still third. love JJ Watt. Um, yeah, we'll probably finish third. I mean, honestly, there's a chance we finish second, but I don't think that we do. I'm putting my money on on third. I think we miss the playoffs, which that means for us to miss the playoffs, we would probably have to win less than nine games. So I think our ceiling is nine games. Realistically, I'm kind of projecting between six and eight wins. Um, Does Bill O'Brien get fired if you don't make it? Yes, absolutely. He should. He should. He should get fired Does if we he? don't make playoffs. Does he? I don't know at this point. I think he should have been fired two years ago. 
but uh, but we'll see. Do you think you guys are going to make another dumb trade before the end of the year? Like in the eyes of everyone else, like do you guys trade away Deshaun or some obnoxious trade like that? I think (laughs) that if we started the year on or with some kind of terrible losing record where it was pretty clear it was going to be a really uphill battle to get to playoffs. They trade Deshaun for the farm? I wouldn't. No, I don't think that we would trade Deshaun, but I, I could foresee us making some kind of stupid trade just for Bill O'Brien's last hurrah before he knew he was going to get fired. Um, but realistically for the AFC South, I mean, um, I think it's a, I think that the Titans are kind of the favorite to win the division, but yeah. I would say don't count out the Colts. Um, dude, I think, I think that, Colts might run away with it, dude. I don't think I don't think Titans can repeat. I don't think Titans can repeat like their performance last year. Don't think they can blow it again. I think that the Colts have a very very well rounded team. I think that the Titans may have a better defense, but the Colts have a great offensive line. They have two great running backs, and they have an upgraded quarterback. Now here's the thing: if Philip Rivers has to throw the ball 600 times, they're not gonna they're not gonna get first in the division. No. Okay. Definitely they have to be a run first team, and Philip Rivers has to be efficient. He can't. But throw they have the 20 running plus backs. interceptions again. I, I think they can do it. Their O line is incredible. Everyone, I guess everyone doesn't know, but running the game hugely depends on your O line. Yeah. So behind their O line, which is arguably one of the best in the league currently, mm-hmm. it which doesn't is funny matter because who's two behind years it. ago it was one of the worst. It doesn't matter yeah. who's behind it. JT. I, Hines, Merlin Mack, like it, it literally doesn't matter who's behind it. They're going to excel. Right. Well, let's, they went let's, seven and nine last year. So let's see. I don't know how much of a leap they could take. I think obviously the, the drops in the other teams, maybe they can make a push. Titans, I think, actually could maybe win a couple more games than they did, though. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll also, see sure. sidebar real quick Butler just won it for the Heat. So heard it here first. Let's hold go. Hold it before the series started. Dude, uh, they were they beat them like every time in the regular season. Two mm-hmm. zero heat. Sorry, sidebar. I know that the Rockets game has started. I'm pretty sure. So oh, that'll be interesting. Maybe we'll have to give some this. updates if the show goes long enough. But we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about a little bit really quickly. Let's talk about what are gonna be our favorite. If you had to pick one division to watch, that would be your favorite division to watch. Thatcher, what would be your favorite division to watch? AFC North, dude. All these Joe Burrow. I want to see all that. What all the hype is about, dude. Yeah. And I want to see Big Ben come back and be a Big Ben. Oh, and Lamar Jackson, dude. I want him to run all over all the defenses. I do not be want him to run all. I, I'm split on Lamar. I just Lamar's love watching my, very talented quarterbacks. Lamar is my fantasy quarterback, but it hurts to watch him in real life when he's playing against the Steelers. So I, I'm hugely split. I hope he has bad weeks those weeks. So I'll take the hit in fantasy. A- AFC. I'm right behind that. AFC North. AFC North. He's competitive. Well, I, I definitely like the AFC North, but I actually think I'm going to go with NFC South, and it's similar reasons. It's that offensive firepower. I think there's even less defense maybe that's going to be played there, mm-hmm. so that sure, could yeah. make it more fun. Lions might yeah. be good this year, though. NFC you know. South was probably my number two, but my number one is going to be the NFC North. Now, I know that y'all probably weren't going to pick that because you don't want to be biased Ooh. towards your own conferences because I know I all be of you. I will be biased. AFC North is best. AFC North is going to be fun. I always love Aaron Rodgers. I love watching him. Mm. The Vikings, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dalvin Cook in that defense, especially after trading for Yannick Ngakwe. True. Um, which which their, did happen. Their defense just took a step forward after taking some steps right. backwards. The Bears, I, I really hope that Nick Foles is the starter because there's no way he's worse than Trubisky. Um, True. And I, and I really want to see a big step forward from Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson. I know that they're very talented guys, and I think they they really have potential in that defense. The defense is honestly probably the most talented defense in the league. The problem is oh, that yeah. they're on the field 
way too long. And so yep. that's why in fantasy yeah. their defense wasn't as good as it was in the year prior. And then obviously you already know I'm super high on the Lions offense this year. I just want to see Matthew yes. chunk the ball downfield. They're going to have a terrible defense, but their offense oh, it's going to be, be so bad. But... Their <laughs> offense could potentially be top five um, rushing. They could finally have a thousand yard rusher. I'm really excited to see the Lions, but that's it. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about our, our dynasty draft. So um, just to clarify, a dynasty fantasy football league is a is a league with very very unusually deep rosters. So a regular redraft league might be about fifteen to sixteen um, spots deep, including starting lineup. Dynasty is usually between about twenty four to thirty total roster spots. So almost twice the size in some situations, and that's because redraft is exactly what it says. It, it speaks for itself. You redraft a new team every single year. Dynasty is different because you have one startup draft where you draft, you know, 22 players, 23, 20, however big your starting roster is, and that, and you keep them for their entire career unless you drop them or trade them away. You never redraft those players. And then every year you draft from a pool of rookies that are entering the league. And so we just had our first ever rookie draft. Um, I know what? A lot of us, we made a lot of moves. John specifically, every team came in with four, uh, with four draft picks, four rounds, and John ended up drafting fourteen total players. Was it fourteen That's a or twelve? I think. Let's see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So 12. eleven. I traded 12. two of them. It was supposed to be fourteen. I ended up That's trading right. two. It was fourteen. Um, but let's see here, Daniel. You had two. Thatcher, yeah. you had three, and I had four. I originally Charlie had, five, had two. He's not here today, but he had two as well. So basically, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about how we think the draft went, which team had the best draft, and which team had the worst draft, and then we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of make fun of our league mates because we're hoping they're listening this week. And uh, and I kind of want to give shout outs, and I kind of want to make fun of some of these people that that really crapped the bed. So uh, Thatcher, how do you feel about your team? You drafted AJ Dillon. LaMichael P. Ryan and Chris Rowland. A.J. Dillon in the second, LaMichael P. Ryan in the third, and Chris Rowland in the fourth. Tell us who these guys are, where they are, what positions they play, and, and why you wanted to draft them. So I was super, like, pumped that A.J. Dillon fell to me. I mean, I mean, I know Charlie was looking at him, but I already have uh, Aaron Jones, and then I basically have the entire backfield of Green Bay. So I was just yes, like, why do. not? Why not just draft this dude? That's strange. I mean, he's huge, so we'll see what he, they do. He with kind him. of profiles out to the next Derrick Henry. Yeah, honestly, I mean, he kind of does. I didn't think of it that way, but he is absolutely ginormous. Yeah, you took him with the. Let's see here. It looks like the seventh pick of the second round. Yep. So you took him above guys like Chase Claypool, Lavisca Chenault, Joe Burrow, um, and Tua. Tua. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn, even. Keyshawn Vaughn. Why, went why in the take third him round. over Zach Moss? That's, Zach Moss well, is still available. I took him later, but why'd you take AJ instead of Zach? I don't know, because, I mean, again, Packers backfield. I didn't really do much. I, I thought about Moss, but I was like, you know, AJ Dillon, you know, he's a big guy. I mean, I don't know. It'll, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I don't know if he'll stay on the Packers for long. If, I mean, Aaron Jones is really good. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but. I, I mainly just want to just have it against Aaron Jones. It took like forever for them to finally give him the backfield, and now they he has it. Don't. And then they draft AJ Dillon. I was like, they still poor don't guy. Use like, yeah. he's one yeah. of the most. He, I mean, he's last so year, talented. He, he had like what eighteen total touchdowns, maybe more, maybe it was, it give was or nice. take like three. It was crazy. Um, it was exactly and he's one of the most efficient running backs 
in the league. I mean, the only guys that were more efficient than him were guys like um, Matt Breida and Austin Eckler, and none of those guys had even close to the amount of carries that he did. I don't think they understand the yards they could get if they ran play action every play. Yeah. <laughs> they could literally throw him a screen off a of play action every play and they would get yards, but instead yeah. they refuse to use him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, Let's move on. Okay. Uh, I was going to say one thing. Like the Packers, they, they say that Matt Floor is looking to run, run the ball a lot more. Yeah. Just Matt LaFleur is a run first coach. He was the same way when he was the OC in, in, uh, in He's changing uh, things Tennessee. up there. So if Aaron Jones went down, I'd have. But he also did Williams love AJ Dillon. So does Lafleur know what he's doing? We'll see. I mean, they won 13 games, and I don't think you can win 13 games from a fluke. Now, I do think that they were one of the worst 13 and three teams yep. in history. But True. nonetheless, 13 wins that. is is not is not easy to get to. We'll uh, Daniel, you drafted J.K. Dobbins with the third overall pick, and then Devin Aziazi, tight end yeah. for the Patriots, for the seventh pick in the fourth round. You only had two picks. Yeah, I, I have a pretty pretty talented team as it is, so I was happy to trade away some picks and, and add some immediate talent. And Dobbins is obviously – I mean, he's a star. That was a, a kind of a tough pick, though, because with the running back game situation, I think he might actually, out of the star running backs, maybe get the least opportunity this year. I mean, with Mark Ingram being as talented as he is, especially on the goal line, I think Dobbins probably won't get maybe the same opportunities that some of the other guys will that were drafted in the first round. But – Next year, Mark Ingram is probably going to be going away. Dobbins, I think, steps in and he's immediately just a star player. So that one, I was kind of like, I'm okay to, to wait a year on Dobbins. Well, that's where that that's dynasty that sacrifice. In. Yeah, this is a dynasty league, so that totally changed my perspective on yeah. things. And, and then and the fourth – oh, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to clarify that that's where the difference comes in from dynasty to redraft and even keeper league. You yep. know, sometimes in dynasty, you're not drafting for somebody to give you value this year. Sometimes yeah. you're drafting a guy knowing that, you know what, he has a pretty good shot to be really, really big deal in maybe two or three years. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, maybe you draft a guy like Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be useful this year, but maybe you draft right. J.K. Dobbins, who might be just as talented, if not more talented. Um, but he's in a situation behind Mark Ingram where maybe he's not as relevant until Mark Ingram is gone. So yep. just to clarify, Daniel, go on with what you were saying. Yeah, and then for my fourth round, it was, I mean, with the people that were available in the fourth round at this point, all the RBs are gone, right? Everybody's taking late, those late in the early drafts. Uh, the wide receivers are going pretty much all over the second and third, some in the first, depending on the talent that they've got. In the fourth round, there was lots of tight ends that were available in the draft. Yeah. And there's some talented guys that I think could get some opportunity. And I, I took a shot with uh, Devin Aziazi. Um, and I think he could get some looks this year in that offense. Um, you know, he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, coming in with Cam uh, Cam Newton as the, the new QB, I think there's no really established targets yet, um, and so you know he could get could get some looks. And I'm is kind of excited. Starting to see tight maybe. End? They've got another guy who could potentially take that job as well. Right now, they haven't established necessarily uh, that that starter. I haven't role heard because, anything about their tight ends this year. Yeah. So I have no idea who their tight is. The other are. guy I think they have, I think is a I think he's a year in, and so he's young too. Nobody's been established at that position at this point. So there's there's a clear opportunity to step in if he if he performs and takes that job. I mean, yeah so. cam could just be dumping to him if he's going to scramble he could just dump and that which could is be what i'm kind of hoping so and, and again at the fourth round you can kind of throw a dart and hope that maybe it pays off and if it doesn't it's a fourth round pick so it's not a huge loss yeah uh, honestly daniel i think that devin aziazi is probably the best tight end to pick from um cole Komet is ranked higher but the bears don't really use 
tight ends as often, yeah. uh, even though John did take that. And let's let's move into that, John. Holy freaking moly. You <laughs> did some crazy work, and you ended up with 14 picks and then traded away a couple, and so then you ended up with 12. Let's, let's just take the next 18 minutes to talk about how many players you drafted. Okay, DeAndre Swift. Are you going Lamb. in the order that I drafted them too? Yes. DeAndre Swift. See, bear with us, listeners, because this is going to be a list of a long, a long, it's a lot of names. Take a couple minutes. DeAndre Swift, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson. That's just the first round. Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, LaVisca Chenault, Zach Mosk, Anthony McFarland, Justin Herbert, and Cole Komet. I did that in one breath. I'm impressed with myself. Okay, you had four picks in the first round. First of all, before just talking about these players, how did you do that? How did you get that many picks in the first round? Um, well, so my team beforehand kind of looked like a blind person drafted my team. Um, <laughs> so I decided to make some moves because I know – so last year I lost, uh, if we're being honest, and it, it wasn't a good showing. You got last place, and you have the I, trophy to prove it. The mm. I went from – Missing playoffs by 0.2 points, um, which was an extremely sad day. I sat there and cried in my corner for a little bit to losing it all. Um, it was just a horrible slide after that. And so kind of coming into the summer, I was in a weird spot, um, not deciding whether I wanted to try and salvage my team to make up a, a competition for this year. And then within this last month, I was just like, I'm going to make moves going to get some going to get some rookies is this whole dynasty league is deciding to keep my team um for kind of for future and then if i can get enough players that can make a splash this year i may compete a little bit to end up middle of the pack and maybe not lose this year which i think is where i'll kind of end up i don't see myself losing um i see myself kind of middle of the pack this year kind of seeing how people develop especially a lot of my wide receivers um, I know I'm going to lose points on running back, but my wide receivers just took a huge step forward with all these rookies, depending on mm-hmm. depending on how they develop. So it's honestly, it was a last minute decision. I was making huge moves. Yeah, definitely, week, that so that draft class is really talented, dude. So it was a yeah. massive wide receiver draft class. So I think Give my wide me. receivers, I loaded up with a ton of wide receivers. And that was a huge, huge step forward for me. Well, One person you missed was Van Jefferson too, or Vaughn Jefferson. Um, who, who could also play? So we'll see. Let's uh, let's let's go a little bit. Oh, I did forget you did have Van Jefferson. I forgot to mark I him did. down. Van He's one of those guys that I was targeting if I would have kept my fourth rounder, but you definitely snagged him, and rightfully so. He, I mean, he's a he's a talented. He wide deserves receiver. it. He's fighting for that third wide receiver spot, and so I feel like it, it was it was a late pick, but it was a good pick. I'm happy yeah. with taking him. I mean, it was the the third round, but late late third yeah. round. Um, so He's I'm one of those guys in two him. years could be the next Cooper Cup. It, it wasn't going to drop to me again in the fourth round, but so I, I'm definitely happy with where I took him. Yeah. Well, let's, thing... let's dig a little bit deeper into your pick real quick, into your picks real quick. I know that you had the pick five, six, and seven in the first round and then pick nine. Now, I, I, I knew that you were expecting, because we've talked about this before, you were expecting to go DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and then either CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. But yes. Ricky who had the fourth pick reached on Cam Akers, um, yeah. which, you know, it maybe not, might not be a reach, but I don't think anybody was expecting that. Now, no. if you, if you would have gone DeAndre Swift and Cam Lamb, or excuse me, Cam Akers, would you Cam have Akers. rather had CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy? Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb. I think as, as much as I want Jerry Judy to be incredible, and I think he is going to be incredible. They also have 
Uh, not a rookie QB, but more or less. Um, he only started five games last year, and Drew Locke can have huge faith in Drew Locke. Drew mm-hmm. Locke's got so much potential. Yeah. Um, and they also have a ton of mouths to feed. So did the so did the Cowboys. But Dak, um, he's he's not top tier, but he's a good quarterback in an established in an established system. So yeah. I would have gone Ceedee Lamb. I was hugely shocked with Cam Akers left. I went into this draft expecting to take Cam Akers and then DeAndre Swift and then kind of yeah. Jerry Judy because I thought uh, Ceedee Lamb was going to leave. But yeah. All right, well, I'm going to briefly talk about my team, and then we're going to talk about, uh, you know, who we think came out with the best draft and then the worst draft and make fun of them. So uh, I dra- I ended up trading up with Daniel to get the first overall pick, so I clearly yes. took Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm very excited about that because my running backs uh, were kind of weak, and now I have four running backs that I'm really confident in, and then yeah. two that, you know, are a little bit of a backup that I'm, you mm-hmm. know, uh, can be there if, if need be. But then I took Antonio Gibson with the first pick of the second round, running back for the Redskins. Um, I took Denzel mm, Mims, Washington out of Baylor. football team. That's right. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor, who went to the Jets, and then Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver from USC, who went to the Colts. Now, here's the thing: I was banking on getting T. Higgins in the second round over Michael Pittman, but Dan, or excuse me, but Brandon reached on T. Higgins. Uh, Brandon took T. Higgins with the tenth pick of the first round over guys like Keyshawn Vaughn. Henry Ruggs, um, Joe Burrow, et cetera. And so uh, I was really expecting to get T. Higgins. I think that he could be really good with the Bengals in about a year or two. Um, But I had to pivot, and I took Pittman. That made me really sad. Um, But nonetheless, I think that I came out with a pretty decent team. Now, with that being said, I want to move into who I thought had the best draft, and that is, in my opinion, Ricky. Okay, I thought thought that it was between Ricky, Tyler, and John. John, I'm not going to say you just because – you had too many picks to screw it up. And so I don't think it's fair to give you the best draft. I didn't have any picks in front of the fifth fifth pick each round, though, which I was really surprised about. And we figured that out literally a few minutes ago. So nonetheless, when you draft 12 players out of, a, yes. out, of out of you know, however out many of 40, we drafted. 40. Then, I you know, drafted you over had, a quarter of the class. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to mess that up. But Ricky took Cam Akers, fourth pick. He took Joe Burrow with a steal in the last pick of the second yeah, round. I'm surprised then, he fell. And then Keyshawn Vaughn, who was projected to go as high as the 10th overall pick, fell all the way to the, what is that, the third round? Third round. Yeah. I, to be fair, though, round. that worked out for him going so low because of the, the linking with Leonard. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for him for even taking him at all now, especially so even before Leonard Fournette news came out, Keyshawn Vaughn was only linked to maybe doing special teams. Yeah. So even then, that's why I kind of let Keyshawn Vaughn fall. Like I, I had what I have six picks before him. I never took him. Um, I, I was seeing only reports that he was only going to do special teams, and now especially Leonard Fournette is linked to it. So I'm happy that I let him fall. But yeah, I don't know so, about Keyshawn Vaughn. And then I would say my worst pick. My my least favorite teams are between three people. Okay, it's between Bryce, between Wyatt, and between. Charlie, who is not here with mm. us today. And the reason I say Charlie is because he took KJ Hamler uh, in the Let's middle of the second round, which is a little bit of a reach in my opinion, especially for a guy that is at best the third target in an offense that is not proven. Um, he's still competing for targets with Melvin Gordon and uh, Noah Fant, um, not to mention Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy already there. Uh, and then he took Tua um, with the first pick of the third round. Now, I don't think that these are necessarily bad picks, but I think that. KJ Hamler was a reach, and Tua, 
um, the, the reason I say that this is a bad draft for Charlie is because he is in win now mode and he took players that are not going to be good for a minimum of probably a year or two. Uh, but who do you, who do you take if you're in his spot though? So KJ Hamler goes in front of, he wanted, he was deciding between AJ Dillon. He was telling me about this. I know I can be here, but he was telling me he wanted, he was deciding between KJ and uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah. He is upset. He didn't go with AJ Dillon, which he went in understanding he may not play. Um, but he was upset that Joe Burrow didn't fall, who's taken literally one pick before his. Mm-hmm. But who do you take instead of those if you're him? He's, so I would, he's got an unreal team right now. Yeah. So I would rather have Chase Claypool. And I know you may be wondering, okay, why would you go from the third receiver from the Broncos to the third receiver for the Steelers? And here's my, here's my explanation. Because there have been talks since before the draft that Juju wasn't going to be re-signed by the Steelers, which makes Chase Claypool, you know, it, it kind of seems like at that point he would be in a 1A, 1B kind of system with Deontay Johnson. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of room for growth for Chase Claypool. Uh, I would have rather had uh, maybe even Brian Edwards, uh, wide receiver for the Raiders, who, mm. who, uh, who was injured in college, and so his draft stock fell. He would have been drafted mm. high with these guys like Michael Pittman and T. Higgins, but he fell because of his injury. Maybe even Keyshawn Vaughn. So that's why I think that K.J. Hamler is very, very talented but he is in a very poor situation uh, and I see yeah. a very long road for him to be useful. And uh, he's injured right now too. Right. So he's and losing, then, he's losing targets with the team. Uh, but I'm going to give the worst draft to Bryce and here's why I love Bryce to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drafted Jonathan Taylor with the second overall pick and that's kind of kind what of saved gift. him from me just kind of giving far and away the worst draft. Um, but he also had Josh Kelly, DJ Dallas and Devin Duvernay. Now he took Josh Kelly and it looks like the third round, so not too bad. Josh Kelly could be great. Uh, he could take over the Melvin Gordon role, but Justin Jackson is also there, so we're not really sure what's going to happen there. Uh, DJ Dallas, who looks like right now is at best the third running back. for the. He's a rookie for the, uh, for the Seahawks, but he has to compete with Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde. Um, gosh, who's, who's, the, uh, who's the other guy that I'm missing that's, hurt, that's hurt right now? Rashad Penny. Always hard, um, but <laughs> exactly. So uh, he's in a very crowded uh, running back room, um, and he also took Devin Duvernay. Now I think Devin Duvernay is a talented wide receiver coming out of Texas, but the problem is that he went to the Ravens, and the Ravens, as is, he is the third wide receiver behind Miles Boykin and Marquise Brown for a team that doesn't throw the ball very often to their wide receivers. And so he's not going to be relevant for a very, very long time, or unless he has major injuries to multiple people in front of him or he's traded uh, or signs yeah. with a different team when his contract runs out. So, uh, and then I, I, I did say Wyatt because he only had two fourth rounders, but that's not fair. I'm not going to say that to him because he only had two fourth rounders. So it's definitely between Chuck idiot. and Bryce. <laughs> I so, think, I think real quick, my hot take for worst, worst draft. And I know it's kind of unfair. You only had two picks, but I'm actually going to go with Daniel. Hey. I th- I thought you would have gone wide receiver. I know you can't not take JK, but you have running backs, especially I traded you James Conner night night before at like 11 o'clock that night. But honestly, looking at your team, I would have gone wide receiver. You've got the you've got the running backs to supply yourself for a couple of years. The problem is I have really um, good receivers at the moment too. I've I've got four like starter you've, receivers, you've so it was, it was kind of like backs. you've got better running backs than you do receivers though. You have more starting running backs than you do receivers. You do have like I don't know that I would say that. total, which is quite uh, a bit. 
I don't know. I mean, it's up for debate, but I think looking back at it, I would have gone wide receiver. So I was a thousand years, but I know you can't not take him JK. Both of the top receivers too are the backups to the guys I have, which puts my team in kind of a weird spot. So I couldn't really reach for a receiver at that point. And with my team being like as talented as this year, Dobbins was kind of like, okay, he's a next year play. So it made sense to me. I don't but. mind your draft. I think you had a good draft, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody? Uh, and, and we'll we'll take one last shot before we move on. Are there any? Is there anybody else that you feel like I haven't? We haven't really talked about that had a great draft or had a terrible draft. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, Thatch. You just. I mean, you also had weird picks. I mean, you had late picks and. Okay, I do. They're really late. But I do want to say this for Thatcher. You can't really complain. Um, I Give think Thatcher finished middle of the pack, but he drafted LaMichael P. Ryan running back for the Jets. And I kind of already hinted at this before, and we talked about this, but yeah. I loved that pick. I was hoping he was going to fall to me at the fourth fourth round before I traded that pick away to you, John. Um, LaMichael P. Ryan has been really, really impressing in camp. And there's been a lot of rumors that if the Jets are not in playoff contention, they're going to trade Le'Veon Bell at the, at the trade deadline which to me means that either LaMichael P. Ryan or Frank Gore are going to be the starting running back. And I think we both know which running back is probably going to be better. How freaking old Gore is, is Frank about Gore? 75 Frank years Gore, old. Dude, they're going to help Frank him Gore. push the uh, records. Frank Gore is collecting Social Security. Frank I don't think... Gore, they're going to help him out. He's going to be pushing more records. We'll see. We'll see. But Thatcher, I think that LaMichael P. Ryan was a good pick. You picked him in the third, so a little bit higher than I expected, but a good pick nonetheless. I want to shout out Tyler real quick. Got Jalen Rager exactly where he should have gone. Ninth Brian pick Edwards. overall. He had a good pick. Um, Brian Edwards. I love Brian draft. Edwards. We're going to talk about that here in a sec, which is why we're going to transition into um, some hot takes and some breakouts that we think are going to happen from the rookie class specifically. Daniel, do you have anybody in mind that maybe you either have a hot take or just a player that you think is going to be a really, really ball ball out player to this year? I don't know that I have any hot takes necessarily, but I'm definitely interested to see what Jalen Rager does this season. I mean, in the offense that has eighth most in pass attempts, there's always injuries to those wide receivers. I think as a rookie, like you couldn't be more excited about a landing spot. There's really no one that's like ahead of you per se. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's obviously going to get his looks, but he's getting up there and he's got injury concerns as well. So like, if you're Jalen, like this is like a dream scenario. I think you've got lots of opportunity to shine in your first year um, and get, you know, acquainted with Carson Wentz, who's still a decently young quarterback and throws the ball really well. So I think that's, to me, that's one of the best wide receivers you could take in this draft. And I, I think he's the guy that we're going to be watching for the next couple of years, and he's going to have some pretty big, pretty big games this year. Yeah, I think I you might be right. I don't trust an Eagles running back. Or not running back, wide receiver. I don't know. I, there's talks. I think, a sneaky, I think a sneaky player off the Eagles, though, is John Hightower. Apparently there's huge, huge talk about him really impressing in camp. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't – Rager is also hurt right now, so we'll see. So I honestly have higher expectations for John Hightower than uh, Rager. I think Rager kind of already has those expectations, but Hightower is coming in with smaller expectations, but I think could impress a whole lot more. So I think he's going to be a bigger boom than Rager will. Thatcher, is there anybody you had your eye on? Dude, I think, I think this is going to be a stretch, but I think Jerry Judy, I just have a gut feeling about him. Also, I think that Drew Locke's going to go off. I mean, I think those two are going to have a really good connection, and it will just be really interesting to see them. I mean, it'll, it's, a, it's kind of a stretch, but I think that he's going to have a really good year. I mean, he's wide receiver too, and – We'll just see, you know. You're not alone. I mean, my favorite fantasy analyst is 
is kind of expecting Jerry Judy to be one of those few rookies who actually breaks out and has a good rookie year, which is very rare for rookie yeah. wide receivers. And mm-hmm. so I guess I, that'll lead me into, I guess, my top few guys. I will say my hot take is that I know that the Raiders drafted um, Henry Ruggs and Ruggs. Brian Edwards. My hot take is that Brian Edwards is going to be better than Henry Ruggs at the end of the year, uh, even mm-hmm. though Henry Ruggs was taken as a first-round wide receiver. And I think Brian Edwards was a third-round wide receiver. Um, so that's my hot take. But my, I guess my, my breakouts is it's not fair to say Clyde because he's in a perfect situation. So I won't say Clyde is one of my breakouts. But what I will say is that I think Cam Akers has a good shot to break out. Um, mm. I think he's probably the most talented running back in that running back committee. And um, Sean, Sean McVay has proven that he's, he's, kind of, he's, he's definitely willing to give a good running back a lot of touches if he can stay healthy. So as long you as think Cam they go Akers, committee approach this year? I think that they're going to try a committee approach, committee. but I think that Cam Akers is going to show that he is the best running back and they're going to give him the bulk of the carries because yeah. here's the thing. Cam Akers is coming from one of the worst college offensive lines that we've seen in a really, really long time. And the Rams don't have a very good offensive line anyway. So it's kind of a match made in heaven. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, let's see here. There was a, a couple others. I wanted to say, I want to talk about Brian Edwards. I think that he's going to be great. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager has the opportunity to be great this year because mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's really the only, he's not even healthy right now, which is uh, it's, it's funny because every single wide receiver on the Eagles is hurt, but really the only wide receivers that are going to be healthy to start the year that are of note are going to be Jalen Rager and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah. And so I, I really think that he has the opportunity uh, to be good. And then um, my goodness, John drafted so many players. It's hard for me to sit Chase Claypool. Keep your eyes on Chase Claypool. Everything everything coming out of Steelers camp, and I know it's just camp talk, vets, current players, everyone is saying good things about Chase Claypool. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's a monster making unrookie like plays. He's massive. Uh, I mean he's six foot four and ran a four four two. Um so he's massive, he's fast, yeah. and apparently he's just bullying people in camp right now. Yeah. And then the last guy I'll talk about is a guy that I drafted with the first pick of the second round, Antonio oh, Gibson. Yes. Um, so he is very exciting and, and, and he's tricky because he actually only played one year of college football at Memphis as a running back. Now here's the thing. He was kind of a running back wide receiver mix. Yeah. Uh, he caught a ton of balls at Memphis. I watched his highlights and he was uh, pretty elusive as a running back as well. Um, and he is in a weird situation where they have Bryce Love. Darius Geis just got cut a couple weeks ago. Um, for those unfortunate just got arrested. Reasons. Yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible things. But um, Antonio Gibson, Adrian Peterson, and Bryce Love. Bryce Love, once upon a time, was thought to be one of the next Adrian Petersons, which is funny because they're on the same team. Um, but we'll see who gets the lion's share of the carries, if anybody gets those carries to begin with. But I think that by the end of the year, I think that Antonio Gibson could come out on top as being – the lead back. And so I think that by the end of the year, he could be good. But if I had to give um, rookie of the year probabilities, they would go towards uh, majority cl- clearly being Clyde and then Jonathan Taylor, uh, Cam Akers, and Jalen Rager would be my top four candidates for rookie of the year. I, I know some people are crazy that I haven't brought up the names of J.K. Dobbins, CeeDee Lamb, or Jerry Judy. And let me let me quickly talk about why, and then we'll move on to our fun little draft that we've got planned for y'all this this episode. So J.K. Dobbins behind Mark Ingram. Um, Mark Ingram is still very good, and he's not going anywhere. J.K. Dobbins, if he's involved, is going to be in receiving, uh, and then maybe he might have a few touches a game. That's why. 
Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah. We already talked about him. He's going to be great. Uh, the reason I haven't brought up CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is the number two option on a team that is not very established. Drew Locke is a very young quarterback who only started five games, even though he started four and one in his career, which ties the amount of wins that a rookie has ever had with John Elway, which is funny that it's only four. But nonetheless, um, he he's the number two option and up. a rookie and a wide receiver in the NFL, which is, you know, we've talked about this before. Statistically, rookie Sketch. wide receivers don't really produce until the second half of the year, um, which is why I also bring up the same thing about CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is an even worse situation. The difference is he is in an established offense, but he's the number three, four, maybe even fifth option on that team. He has Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin, and Ezekiel Elliott to deal yeah. with. Okay. Um, a lot of reports coming out about Blake Jarwin being great. CeeDee Lamb would probably end up in the slot. CeeDee Lamb is an exceptional talent. I think he was the most talented wide receiver coming out of the draft. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that he's not in a great opportunity to be the number one guy. In fact, I was appalled and shocked that the Raiders didn't take CeeDee Lamb over Henry Ruggs because Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken. So that's why I haven't brought up those three names, J.K. Dobbins, CeeDee Lamb, and Jerry Judy um, uh, to be rookie of the year candidates. But, you know, I think that they're still going to be fantastic players. And that's, those are the perks of dynasty is that you can afford Mm -hmm. to wait for a couple of years because the rosters are so deep. So do y'all have any last second things that you want to talk about before we move on to our draft? Busts. I, I have two busts. I have I two busts as well. They're, they're kind busts. of weird. They're weird. Um, so it's not a bust as in they're going to play horribly. I think it's because their expectations are so high. Now, is this a bust as in year one or their career? Uh, year one. Year okay. one and maybe. Year yeah, I got year one too. And I think it's Clyde and Justin Jefferson. I Ooh. think both people – Clyde, the expectations are so high. Anything that's not a a breathtaking RB1 season is going to be technically a bust because that's where his expectations are right now. He's been drafted in the first round. So if he doesn't return return first round ability, then it's a bust. If first round of redraft leagues, not even dynasty leagues, people are drafting him like number five overall in redraft Mm -hmm. leagues. Yeah. So he's on the Chiefs, just won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes just selected him, handpicked him. I think anything that's not an incredible record-breaking year that everyone expects is a bust. Technically, that's that's what's expected of him. That's what is expected to perform. I think I think he's a rookie. I think he just performs. I mean, he'll have a good year. He's on the Chiefs. So I think technically it'll be a bust, but I think he'll have a good year. And... My other one is Justin Jefferson, oh. who is in the same spot because they got rid of Diggs. Now he's number three wide receiver coming out of camp. Um, but they just got they, – they got rid of Diggs, the Vikings. They got rid of Diggs and then drafted Justin Jefferson. Everyone's expecting him to fill that role. Is it number yeah. three wide receiver? Yeah, number- they've got uh, – the shoot, I BC just blanked Johnson on his or name. Whatever guy? Or yeah, BC Johnson. Yeah, yeah okay. BC Johnson. Um, so apparently he's going to be number two lining up in two wide receiver lineups. Um so I think, again, anything that's not replicating digs is a bust for Justin Jefferson because that's who they drafted immediately after trading. Yeah, well, yeah really- I'm just going to say real quick my bust. My bust was Clyde Edwards because, honestly, I have this gut feeling. Like, everything that John said and also, call I mean, call me this. Like, he's going to get hurt week four. I'm calling it. Oh, I just have a, I have a weird gut feeling. You're going to make Carson get hurt this year. Well, first of all, you can't predict an injury. That's crazy. But second of all, the reason I say <laughs> Clyde won't be a bust is because uh, Kareem Hunt's rookie year as a third rounder in uh, coming out of the NFL draft, he led the league in rushing. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a first rounder 
Um, so now did can, he have the expectations of Kareem? Yeah, he or, didn't or did Kareem have the expectations of Collide? Or yeah, you, you know what? Well, that's he's a good on a point. Super I don't think that he did. I think I I ended up drafting Kareem Hunt that year in like the fourth or fifth round. Um, and like and and that's a good point that Clyde is being drafted in the first round. So um, there is the possibility. I think that the only way that he doesn't return uh, top twelve values if he's injured, uh, just because of the situation that he's in. Damian Williams was very successful in that situation, and Damian Williams mm-hmm. is not a very good running back. Quickly, my busts are going to be um, in terms of career. I know a uh, friend of the show, Tyler Volk, and I have discussed jo- Justin Herbert. Um, mm. He could be a bust. He could be a complete and utter flop, Oregon, and not a very good well. quarterback at all. Uh, and then in regards to this year, Henry Ruggs would probably be my my shot at a bust just because mm. I think that he is not going to be a high-volume receiver. He's sure. going to be one of those guys where gonna be a, a couple games here. a year, he's going to give you 120 yards on three receptions and a touchdown. So um, I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that is going to give you uh, – he's not going to be Tyreek Hill where he's going to give you nine receptions for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I feel that. So let's move on. Um, we've got a fun draft for you all. Uh, we got a pick draft order from our favorite friend, Olaf. Uh, the little, the Come little on, Olaf. Basket. And so we're going to draft beverages. Okay. So here we go. The first overall pick is going to be Thatcher. Oh. Right. The second overall pick is going to be John. Heck yes. The third overall pick is going to be Charlie, except he's not here. So I got to throw his name out. So third is actually but... me, Daniel. You are bringing what the up. the heck? The whole shot. So you're well, actually the the four whole shot is first in motocross. But Thatcher, you're on the clock. Who do you got with your first overall pick? Oh, wow. Your favorite beverages. Beverages. All right. I will go ahead and go with water. <laughs> Urine. Can I can nice. I do uh, tonic drinks? Bear grill style. Sure. Good. Do it. Shoot it. Uh, Route 44 peach vanilla sweet tea. Okay, I so taught you that. Put, I'm just gonna. Can I? No, can I just put sweet tea? Okay, no. sweet tea. No, okay, you get specifically sweet, sweet tea. That's very specific. Wow. Mm. With that, so Thatch gets sweet tea as a whole. Ouch. You know it. Killer. Okay, well I'm going with coffee. Hundred percent. That's an easy coffee. pick. Coffee. That was my second uh, one. Hundred percent. That's an easy pick. Drink it every dude, day. Dude, this is a tough one um, because I don't really like either of those and i know that that's kind of crazy um the truth is is that i'm tilting because i was completely unprepared um same here and so i'm kind of i'm trying to talk my way through this while i google and trying to see like what's coming up right now you know what? okay i'm just gonna go with this is not my favorite drink but i know that it's a very very popular drink and so i'm just gonna take beer I'm going to take beer. I know that people love beer. Um, I am not a big beer guy. Um, I do, you know, I do enjoy, you know, uh, a tall glass of maybe Michelob or something every once in a while, but it's not my favorite drink, but I know that it's going to attract some votes. So Daniel, who's your first pick? You hurt me because being back in Portland, oh my gosh, the breweries here, it's dangerous. I'm probably gaining too much weight and I don't want to look at the scale right now, but I'm having a good time doing it. So, uh, (laughs) dang, coffee and beer. Going oh, off the boards man. here. I know what my next pick is going to be, and I really hope you don't take it. Okay. I'm, it's I'm, interesting. If, if I, I feel like the drink that I'm going to take, I feel like it's a lot more specific than things like coffee or beer or like it? sweet tea. What is it? 
but I want to go with like a classic Coca-Cola because okay. dude, I could drink okay. it straight. I, respect I can that. drink it go. as my mixer with whiskey. Like it's, it's pretty much one of the go-tos. So I feel like it's a little, little less narrowly focused or it's more narrowly focused than the other. Respect that's fun. It's a good call. Daniel, you got another pick, man. What's it going to be? You got to swing. Well, dude, just thinking about what I like to do, I got whiskey and Coke for most of the week, but when Tuesday comes around, what can you have with your tacos but a margarita? Oh, oh man, there it is. Oh. I was thinking maybe that would fall to like the third round, but no. it must have been crazy. You cannot. Are we doing four? Yeah, let's do four. It's going to be quick. All right, well, let's see cool. here. Um, there are two choices. There are two that I really want, but there's one that I like way more than the other okay. um, because I'm a child on the inside. And so I'm going to take. I'm going to be really upset. Oh, you better be upset because I'm taking chalky milk, baby. Let's go. Mm. I want my chocolate milk. Oh, profanities. I, that I is, love. that was my second one. You're welcome, America. Just <laughs> snipe to John. I could read his mind, I could see it on your profanities. forehead. Profanities. That is not good. I wanted to. I mean, that chalky milk. John, <laughs> that, what's going to be your pick I, now that I've sniped? I you? went in with two. Um, I think I'm going to take another one. That's good. I'm going to go with lemonade. Okay. Love. Mm. Lemonade's solid pick. Mm, classy. It's like Frank Gore from 2015. You know, not going <laughs> to be elite, that's a, that's a but he's going to definitely get you a there. summer drink. It gets you through the summer. That's right. Nothing is better. Thatcher, you've got two picks, my friend. All right. Well, since y'all are throwing out mixers, I'll, I'll, I'll take my Dr. Pepper. God dog it, man. I was really hoping it was going to fall. I'm not a big soda drink soda drinker, but I love Dr. Pepper. It's the number one. Oh, number that's one your swing. What is your next one? Um, I'm Wait a second. I'm thinking here. So I'm going to go vitamin water. I think it's really good. If we've got... <laughs> so weird. Mm. No, it's not. It's better than Gatorade, dude. I like it. We got what? We got four. You've already used two. Well, no, I'm just thinking here. Like, so Thatch has sweet tea. That's like a super generic thing versus like a Dr. Pepper, which is like much more narrowly focused. Maybe it needs to be like a brand of tea and like maybe. No, know, we're making this too difficult. Arnold, you just yeah, want to take thinking, your sweet tea. Get out of there's, here. There's more <laughs> beverages around. All right. So that, me, that leaves me up with my next one. I'm going to take another hot drink. Uh, I'm going to go with hot chocolate. God gum it. Mm. You took my you took my chocolate milk, so I'll take another chocolate. Yeah. I'm gonna go with hot chocolate. All right. Well, I um, listen. I know that this next pick is super generic, but I gotta take it because it's legitimately my favorite beverage. I don't drink anything else more than this. No human on earth drinks anything more than a glass of water. I mean, we my were guy. literally made for it. I Are love you? water. I know it's a boring pick. Are but <laughs> honestly, like, Whoa. I'm a water kind of guy. You know, like, that's literally all water I drink. Down. I that's literally true. all I drink. So I'm taking water. Daniel, you got two. Wait, I forget. What's Thatch's other pick? You had Dr. Pepper and what? Vitamin water. Sweet tea, Dr. Pepper. Irrelevant is what his third pick was. True. Kidding me. Have you ever had vitamin water? So I've got yeah. my two final it's picks horrible. here. Whatever. Hmm. It's like someone had a flavor in a 10-foot radius of water, and that's your vitamin water. You're just jealous, John. Oh, this is tough. I think – If you do that don't pick it. my pick, Daniel, there's one that I really want because you, I literally don't know what else to pick Daniel, if you take it. you got two back-to-back. All right. Well, for this first one, I'm going to do orange juice. Okay. Not my pick, but I'm glad – This next one, I don't think it's going to be yours either, but I am I'm very big on energy drinks. 
So I'm probably going to go with Red Bull here. Oh, oh gosh, Daniel, thank goodness. I was about to pick that. You're going to go for Bang, aren't you? I, oh, man. Okay. You've Daniel Bang lately. Taking Red Bull. And as soon as I heard him say energy drinks, I was my thinking heart about sank. <laughs> um, but Thatcher's right. I'm taking Bang. And then, okay. It's sweet for right. me. Is, is Bang good? I actually haven't it's had too one sweet. yet. It's not bad, dude. Here's the thing. You can't say it's too sweet because there's like 45 different flavors. And they're all too sweet. <laughs> Not all of them. Daniel's had all of them. Fruitcake? <laughs> okay, I am a fruitcake. But Daniel has had all of them in Listen, the span of two days. He Bang was up is for like six straight days drink. after that. Bang is the only energy drink that seems to make a difference. I don't know what it is with me, mm. but caffeine doesn't do it for me. I have to have not only an immense amount of caffeine, but something thrown into it. So like maybe if it's a pre-workout, beta alanine that gets me like Jiggling. Wait, you're telling me you put pre-workout into your bang? No, no are I'm you saying, alive right now? <sighs> I'm just saying that caffeine isn't the only thing that can get oh, me going unless I I'm taking you a crazy you put amount. It into your bang, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, you are crazy. Right, but bang also has creatine, which kind of opens. If I'm correct, mm. now you chemists out there, tell me if I'm wrong. But bang or creatine opens the blood vessels, and, and caffeine restricts it. So it's just kind of counteracting, so that way the caffeine can get through the body faster. And when I'm driving late at night and I start to fall asleep, Bang is the only thing that keeps me awake. That thing is a lifesaver, and they have some pretty cool flavors. So, John, yeah. uh, close your team out. Who's your I'm fourth impressed. pick? I had it on my mind. A Gatorade. 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 Can't, can't mm. not do Gatorade. It's a pretty classic be, one. I'm kind of surprised it fell this late. Many a soccer game. Vitamin they, water, Thatch, Gatorade. over Gatorade. So, so Thatch, <laughs> considering Thatcher, you took – uh, for like the fourth straight draft in a row, you have taken something that would have gone absolutely undrafted in vitamin water. No, what are you going to surprise us with for your fourth pick? <laughs> Mr. Elvick, White Claws. Okay. Oh. That's kind of guy. <laughs> Sneaking in, Thatch. You're That's telling amazing. me That's you went with vitamin water. On there, so. You went with vitamin water over hot chocolate. Water, orange juice, Red Bull, Bang, Gatorade, and White Claw, and you. Hey, John, I'm surprised you didn't water. say bubbly. Dude, I love me some bubbly, oh, but oh, those are always on that bubbly. Lemonade, hot that was yeah. disgusting. Lut is disgusting. I don't care what you say. Hey, I love it. I love it. All right, I will find you. Thatcher with the first pick had sweet tea, Dr Pepper, vitamin water, and White Claws. John had coffee, lemonade, hot chocolate, and Gatorade. Carson, myself, had beer, chocolate milk, water, and bang energy drinks. And Daniel yeah, had Coca-Cola, margarita, orange juice, and Red Bull. Do you have any honorable oh, mentions? Time. Honorable mention? Whiskey. I'm surprised apple juice didn't make the list. Dude, honorable mention eggnog. Dude, you divide the subject, but eggnog is so good. Eggnog is like, bad. I like orange juice better than apple juice. Kool-Aid. I will go to my grave mm. saying that orange juice is better than Kool-Aid's not bad. Orange juice is better. Dude, Sunny D, Capri Suns, Ooh, the drink Capri of our Suns, childhood. Though. I went with yeah. lemonade instead. Some I like lemonade better. Still drink, I still drink lemonade today over those, though. That's fair. Honestly, one of my favorites, it's a festive drink. It's called Wassel. Have you all ever had Wassel before? You just before? made that up. There's no, no way it's that's for real. Reals, man. No I way that's real. I love Wassel. And all my, all my people out there, my Wassel truthers, Hit me up on Twitter. How do you okay. spell that? I think I'm it's W-A-S-S-A-I-L. It is so freaking delicious. Serve it hot. It's like a hot, hot cinnamon drink cider. that you drink over like, it's like a hot cider. Traditional as a wassail. Mm. It's one of From my favorite drinks. Christmas-tied Dude, English. It Where is did so you go to find delicious. this? First of all, my grandmother makes it. Okay. So there's that. 
and then grandmother uh, from medieval England. How did she know this was a thing? (laughs) I had it at a uh, at a a sorority event at ACU. I went to, mm. I think it was a Siggy Wassel party you, is what they called you it. You rushed a sorority? Yes, John, I rushed <laughs> a freaking sorority. No, the Siggies hosted like a some kind of winter event and uh, and had some delicious wassail. So Just call it apple cider. That's what it is. It, it's not because it's warm and there's like more to it. Apple cider is warm. No, it's, it's not. It's literally just cold. like a fancy apple cider. Get out of my life, John. Whatever. Drink, I've always drank apple cider warm, dude. Also, well, update, weird. Rockets are winning 61 mm. to 59. It's after. Oh, we got to yeah, end it there so we can go lose. watch the game. Yeah, for real. True. We're going to get out of here. Off. We're going to go watch the game. Thanks again for joining us this week on the Benchformers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure to check us out on social media at the Waterboys where you can stay up to date. Never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, uh, give us a like, retweet us, um, give us a review on iTunes. And, uh, you know, we'd Hopefully appreciate something positive. Rating. Definitely something positive. Something <laughs> negative would be... Include a positive review, but we would appreciate it. Yeah, I should have specified that. that. I should have specified that for all of our trolls out there. Uh, but yeah, tell a friend, retweet us, get in on our polls, um, tweet us on Twitter, uh, follow us on Instagram. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us this mm. week on the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Much love.